Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Wednesday, March 23rd. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and Tyreek Hill is no longer a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. The news of the Chiefs' trade of Hill to the Miami Dolphins on Wednesday was jarring, and so we had to talk about it. Beat writer Herbie Teope and columnist Vahe Gregorian joined me in discussing all aspects of the trade, why it happened, what it means for the Chiefs, and what the Chiefs will do with all their newly acquired draft picks. So let's get started talking Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. Chiefs beat writer Herbie Teope is here. We'll be joined soon by columnist Vahe Gregorian. Of course, the big news today, Tyreek Hill, no longer a Kansas City Chief. He's a member of the Miami Dolphins in a trade that brings the Chiefs five draft picks, including three this year. But man, they are the Chiefs are losing a dynamic player, a clutch player, the fastest player in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. So my question to you, Herbie, to get things get this thing kicked off is why did this happen? A lot of stuff behind the scenes leading up to this. Okay, we know that the Chiefs attempted to do a contract extension with Tyreek Hill, and you know these grumblings started at the combine. It started a week before free agency started. You know, for all intents and purposes, it looked like something would get done. The Chiefs needed cap space, so Tyreek Hill was someone that they obviously, if we can get an extension done on him, let's spread out his cap hit this year because he was he was uh, scheduled to count almost twenty million plus against the cap. So you get an extension done, no problem. Okay, now you have some additional cap space. But something happened the first week of free agency that just absolutely reset the wide receiver market. And I'm specifically talking about the Packers sending two-time All-Pro wide receiver Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Now the Packers got a first round pick and a second round pick in exchange but then what they ended up doing was they signed Adams to a five-year deal worth up to $141.2 million. That deal there made Adams the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Now, now when you look at Tyreek Hill's representation, he, he's repped by Drew Rosenhaus, one of the high-profile, big-time NFL agents. Rosenhaus probably looked at that deal and said, wait a minute, what are we doing here? If Adams can get a five-year, $141 million deal, what can I get for Tyreek Hill? Now, a lot of the background information um, from what I'm told, the Chiefs offered Tyreek Hill, and I quote this, a lot of money, end quote, but Hill wanted more. And a lot of that had to do with what happened with Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. And that prompted, when, when all of a sudden the talk stalled, then Brett Veach and his crew gave Drew Rosenhaus permission to seek a trade leading up to where we are now. And it happened fast because we were, it publicly became known around what, nine, 10 o'clock this morning that he was, or Wednesday morning that he was granted permission. And then less than an hour later, the, the two top teams that were in pursuit of him, the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins, he had a deal with the Dolphins. So that's where we are now. I had heard, maybe it's just through some Twitter um, chatter, that the Jets was n- were not going to part with a first-round draft pick. Um, they were going to come up with a, you know, a package uh, that was somewhat comparable to the Dolphins, but it didn't include a first-round draft pick. That must have been essential for the Chiefs to get a first-round pick. Yeah, absolutely, because that's what the, the – 
the Green Bay Packers got in exchange for Devontae Adams. When, when I mentioned Adams resetting the market, he reset it not just with the pay scale, but also the compensation. You know, Adams is a two-time All-Pro. Tyreek Hill is a three-time All-Pro, six consecutive Pro Bowl selections. So when, if you're going to trade a, a player in the caliber of Tyreek Hill, as you mentioned at the top of the show, one of the more dynamic, explosive players in the NFL, uh, the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, you can't. You got to get a first-round pick back in exchange, and that's what the Chiefs did. Overall, what a haul! What a haul! You're talking what five draft picks, three draft picks this year, including that first-round pick in a second, and then two draft picks in 2023. And then not only that, the, the move also freed up a lot of cap space. So you know, the Chiefs. It was a win-win. You could look at it from a business point of view, but from a fan point of view, they're probably like sick in the stomach right now that the Chiefs gave up Tyreek Hill. When Vahe joins us, I want to talk about this in terms of the, the short-term pain versus the long-term pleasure. Because I, I do think there's, you know, the, the, we can look at it in those terms, that there is going to be a short-term hit for the Chiefs to lose somebody like this, but they're, they're getting younger. Um, they're, 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 you know, clearing, as you said, clearing cap space. Uh, they're just going to be more financially prepared to continue to be good later maybe than, than they would have otherwise. But let's go back to Tyreek Hill slash Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams got to the market first. Um, I didn't think, I thought when the Packers, um, when, when Aaron Rodgers determined he was coming back to the Packers, that that meant Devontae Adams would be back as well. I guess that was never the, never the case for Devontae. Not when, not when the Raiders are going to throw, throw around a, you know, a package like they did for him. And I remember when that happened, Tyreek Hill on his Twitter account just showed those that eyeball emoji, right? When we saw Devontae yes. Adams' numbers, we saw the Tyreek Hill eyeball emoji. No comment, just the eyeballs. And I guess that was telling. Am, am I right about this? I've got Devontae Adams at kind of pushing $70 million in guarantee money, but Tyreek Hill's forward for 120 guarantees $72.7 million. So yeah, and that, what a monster deal because you're absolutely correct because the, the Dolphins turned right around and, and gave Tyreek Hill the extension, making him – now he supplants Adams as the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. Money talks. That, that's, that's the crazy thing about the business. Money definitely talks. All right. Let's, um, uh, so we kind of figured out why it, would ha- why it happened. Um, let's spend a moment at least <laughs> discussing Tyreek Hill's new environment. He – He's going from Patrick Mahomes to, to Tua uh, in Miami, a real, I think, drop in quarterback play. I don't know how this is going to affect Tyreek Hill or how the Dolphins are going to use Tyreek Hill, if at all, any differently than the Chiefs. You know, he's no longer a return guy except in emergency situations or when they feel they needed a big play, they put Tyreek Hill back there. Um, we'll, we'll see if he can make a difference, a, a big-time difference for the Dolphins. I do think Tyreek Hill brings a skill set that can be a game-changing skill set to an NFL team that's, that's decent. And the Dolphins were decent last year. Um, what were they? They, they fired, um, you know, Flores, and had a, they had ended up with a winning record. So um, we'll see. Would he live, doesn't he live in Miami or have a home in Miami, Tyree? And he, I know he trains down there, doesn't maybe, he? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I know he spends time down there. You know, I can I can see him as a kind of a warm weather player being, you know, just enjoying that environment there um, in, in Miami. Those home games in December 
um, much more comfortable there than they are in Kansas City. You bring up the biggest point, okay? When you're talking about the two quarterbacks, you know, the thought, the conventional wisdom is people want to come and play for Patrick Mahomes. In, 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 for, for comparison purposes, Tyreek Hill just went from a Lamborghini to a Yugo. <laughs> There's no, that's not necessarily knocking the Dolphins quarterback, but it's, it's, you're, you're talking about two different skill sets here, and, and Mahomes is Mahomes. There's a reason why Tyreek Hill's numbers just exploded from 2018 over the last four seasons when Mahomes became the full-time starter. And, and, you know, he's got two all-pro selections in there as well as three straight Pro Bowl selections, all of them coming under Patrick Mahomes. And, and this offense is just going to look completely different next year. I, I know the Chiefs signed Juju Smith-Schuster. They signed Corey Coleman. You have McCole Hardman coming back. None of those three are going to remind you of Tyreek Hill and what he brings to the defense. Defenses had to scheme against Tyreek Hill. You know, you, you had to take away, you had to find a way to defend against Tyreek Hill. When you look at this Chiefs offense right now, the only one they really should be concerning themselves with as far as the dependable threat is going to be Travis Kelsey. You know, it, when I just mentioned McCall Hardman, this is his year. If he doesn't show up this year, you know, Chiefs got to cut bait and you got to find another solution at the wide receiver position because we're right back where we started. Last few off seasons, we were always talking about who's the number two wide receiver. Now the answer is, or the question is, who's the number one? Gosh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, um, you know, let's, I, I've got the something of a depth chart here. Uh, let's go over it as we welcome in. Vahe Gregorian, he is about to join us and jump in on the, the conversation here. Hi, right, Vahe, we, we have uh, we've gone over the sort of the why it happened, and now we're talking about the impact of, of the Tyreek Hill trade. Let's look at who's not back for the Chiefs at that position. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, Demarcus Robinson, and Byron Kringle. Uh, you know, over the, you know, Till for six years, Kringle for three, I believe, and Demarcus for six, five, six years. Uh, those guys have been, you know, stalwarts for the Chiefs and, uh, and and have been productive players. Of course, nothing on Hill's level, but Pringle and Robinson fill out the, the wide receiver uh, depth chart. All right, coming back, McCole Hardman, you mentioned, Josh Gordon, who I'm interested to see how he develops in the Andy Reid offense. We still have Darius Fountain in it, under a Chiefs contract. Um, Gary Dieter still still with the Chiefs. And Technically, correct me if I'm wrong, Cornell Powell is still, is still a Chiefs player, right? Even though he correct. did make correct. a draft pick but didn't play for the Chiefs last year. You mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster, Corey um, Coleman, and how about Marcus Valdez-Scantling? Uh, what's, what's his story? He, he's no Tyreek Hill, okay? And I know he had his good seasons up in Green Bay. He, he's viewed as a speedster, but over the fast four, four seasons, when you compare his – production to Tyreek Hill, it's not even close. This is a guy that has never topped 500 yards receiving in each of those four seasons. So if you're looking for the speed element, then yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and then kick the tires there, see what he brings. But, you know, when you mention those receivers who are coming back, Josh Gordon, Darius Fountain, Cornell Powell, they're all on reserve future deals. So they're not even guaranteed to make the roster. Josh Gordon finished the year uh, last season with 12 appearances. But he finished the season on the, the practice squad. 
Darius Fountain was an emergency pull-up every Saturday from the practice squad. So you, you got to find the guys who are actually going to make this roster. I think when they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, he was going to be the answer to who's the complimentary piece to Tyreek Hill. Now you got to, you know, it goes back to what I said a few minutes ago. Now, instead of answering the question, who's the number two, who's the number one? Well, the number one will either be uh, Smith-Schuster or McCole Hardman. Who's the number three? Who's their third starter when they start three wide receivers? I, that's what I don't know. I mean, um, you know, is, is the, um, it, it, the, do the Chiefs approach the draft differently now with, uh, with that position in mind? We all, we're all thinking defense for the Chiefs with, uh, with their first pick, or at least now one of their first two picks in the first round, edge rusher or – cornerback, but is, is wide receiver something that uh, they may take a hard look at? I think you have to. You know, Brett Veach mentioned at the Combine a couple of weeks ago that this, this draft class is deep, and that's one of the things that we've noticed over the last two or three seasons with all these prolific offenses in college, that the wide receiver pool has been deep. So, you know, they should have some options, but with, with the wealth of draft picks they have right now, you know, it would not surprise me one bit if one of those 12 draft picks is used early on a wide receiver. Okay. Vahe, what was your uh, what was your kind of gut reaction to the news this morning? Gut reaction is no matter what they get back, it's really hard to embrace this right now without even having a face to put on what's coming back. And you know, and I think it's crucial to make that point though. Right now is that point. That's what it feels like now. And and we need to remember a couple things. Um, uh, on one hand, the magic of Patrick Mahomes has really hinged a little bit on Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I mean, that that's just that's just true. It's it's a remarkable trio. On the other hand, we have also seen in the Veach era, the Chiefs clear out a couple people uh, while we're waiting to see what's going to happen. And what I can't envision is the what's going to happen that makes this receiver group stronger in the near future. I think I said this in what I wrote, and I, I believe it to be true. It's impossible to say the Chiefs are going to be a better team just based on this deal this season. I mean, okay, maybe they're going to get some help in ways that bolster certain things. But in my way of thinking, it all starts with Patrick, Travis, and Tyreek. And at, at I, I get that maybe uh, – um, the financial loggerheads meant you just had to do it. I get that it's, you know, at 28, um, you know, you can start seeing a case that Tyreek might be starting to go downhill, except for those pesky 111 catches he had last season. <laughs> um, and, you know, Sam McDowell had an interesting tweet on this, and I think it's a good way to look at it. In a sense, you feel like the Chiefs are trying to extend the window by kind of replenishing, shedding payroll, shedding age, so to speak and, you know, extend the window of the Patrick Mahomes era. But the problem is I feel like the near future isn't as bright when you, when you have what appears to be Justin Reed for Tyron Matthew, when you have uh, obviously this trade happening and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if you see it differently, but that that's how I feel. I, I tend to agree with you, Vahe. And you bring up a fantastic point about Mahomes, how, how this offense revolves around him. You know, you mentioned Travis Kelsey and you mentioned Tyreek Hill. Let's go back to the Super Bowl win. Do they have time to run Wasp if not for Tyreek Hill? And then, you know, that's, that's just the way to put it there. It's, 
I'm just really curious to see see how they approach this in the draft and, and what they're going to look like. Uh, Blair, I know you mentioned that Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman are probably your number ones, but when, when I look at Juju Smith-Schuster's career in, in Pittsburgh, there were a couple of years, three years actually, where he played second fiddle to Antonio Brown. And then so, you know, just these past two seasons, he had the opportunity to, to play the number one role and his production has gone down. So it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how he steps up. You know, what I, what I find it a little hard to understand, and it makes me realize that we probably don't, or that at least I don't have a real feel for the cosmic strategy here, is that if they knew they were going to trade Tyreek, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of a Byron Pringle guy, and I realize he's no Tyreek, but, but I sort of thought he's, he's a guy I'd still want in the mix, and maybe a little bit more if you know that's that's a loss you're going to sustain. So it, it keeps me thinking about, all right, what are the slights of hand here that we just don't see coming? I'll, I'll say this with, with Byron Pringle, because a lot of that stuff happened around the same time as, as the Devontae Adams trade. I, I, I sent the put this to use Vahe's line here. I put a line in the water <laughs> to find out if they, if they tried to keep Byron Pringle. And I was told yes, but the bottom line was they couldn't afford him. So I was like, wow, okay, you couldn't afford a one-year deal, $6 million contract that he signed in Chicago, which makes sense because last week at the start of free agency, the Chiefs didn't have a lot of capital to spend. All right, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, I want to get into a couple other Tyreek Hill-related topics when we get back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Okay, we're back with Herbie Teope and Vahe Gregorian. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking about the Tyree Kill trade to the Miami Dolphins. Tell me what you think about this thought that one of, if not the best statistical, well, we would know if it's the best. I think it is the best statistical game of Tyreek Hill's career was the regular season game at Tampa Bay two years ago when he had over 200 receiving yards in the first quarter, ended up with over like 269, I think, something like that. Some crazy number, three touchdowns for Carlton Davis, the, the Bucks quarterback got roasted in that game. But then those teams turn around and meet in the Super Bowl, and that's where the Chiefs begin to see the shell, the, the shell coverage. And Tyreek Hill is, is double-covered, and so is Travis Kelsey, and the Bucks 
took the Chiefs passing game completely out of the game. And then the, from then on, that's what the Chiefs saw almost exclusively, right? All this past season, the regular season and, and through the playoffs. Um, I guess it's a roundabout way of saying Tyreek Hill and, and, and Travis Kelsey are two of the rare players in the NFL that demand a defense account for them and, and game plan against them and, uh, and, and have to use multiple you know, sources to cover Tyreek Hill. That's what the Chiefs are losing with, with this guy. He is not replaceable. We can make, you can make the case that Devontae Adams is overall a better wide receiver. There is nobody more dangerous than Tyreek Hill. And I, I, just, I guess I want to drive home the theme that, uh, that Vahe has made and, and Herbie, you and I talked about. There's just going to be a little short-term loss here for the Chiefs. And the long-term picture involves the 12 draft picks and what they can do with these, uh, how they're going to package them to either move up or what what they're going to do. They have the number 29 and 30 overall picks in the first round, right? They've got number 52, number 50, number 62, 94. They have essentially 120 of, they have seven picks among the first 120. You can begin to shape a roster with that kind of draft capital, I believe. And, that's why this draft is going to be the most important one for the Chiefs since the Patrick Mahomes draft. Agree or not? I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Vi. No, just, just I think, I think uh, unmistakably, right? Because we're, if you look at it, we're all this stuff set in motion now. Kind of makes us feel, makes me feel like we're at another pivot point for the organization, right? We've been sort of feeling like we're operating in a window. Well. That's not exactly the same feeling right now, is it? I mean, this is a um, – think of it this way. It appears two of their top four players, two of the top four or five players have been – are no longer with this team. Um, what you think of as the real nucleus. And including now you're Tyron talking about – Yeah, yeah and Tyron, including Tyron Matthew Pierce, right? At, at, unless you guys know something I don't. So, I mean, and uh, that kind of <laughs> – you know, draft capital, which I think you could really call that. Um, that's, that's not just a, a moment in time. That's a, that's a movement. Um, and, you know, how each of these things aligns with the other, I, you know, we guess we'd need to be in the war room to hear people explaining how this is working and, and we're not going to be in the war room, but I think we can surmise that the very things we've been talking about are at the core of it. But it is interesting to me that, the, the real question I find myself asking is, um, does this mean we should think they're extending this this feeling of, you know, seven, eight years that, not, you know, with the home homes era, let's just say, or that they're calculating that the, the, the bigger pop is down the road than it might be this season? I, I mean, I'm just winging this point, but it again, I find it hard to think that uh, they're going to be better offensively without Tyree Kill this season. Vahe is absolutely correct, and to, to to Blair's point about how teams had to scheme against Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Darius Butler, former NFL cornerback, took to Twitter roughly about an hour ago and said, defenses no longer have to fear the Chiefs because without Hill, because Hill is the kind of guy that strikes fear in the hearts of defenses. Look how the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick made it a point to take away Tyreek Hill. And that's just an ultimate sign of respect. I think when you look at the draft, 
you know, Blair, you mentioned seven picks within the first 120, five of them coming within the first 100. The Chiefs cannot miss on this draft, and Vahe is dead correct on that. Because if you're going to use those early draft picks, those those first and second round draft picks, these are guys you got to draft to start immediately. And that that sense of urgency has to be heightened when you look at what the AFC West has done this offseason. You know, it, it's, when you take away Tyreek Hill now, I, I don't know how the Chiefs stack up against the Raiders, against the uh, the, the Broncos and the Chargers, who all seem to get better defensively and offensively to face the Chiefs. Now they're facing the Chiefs without a guy like Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. You can make the case that the Chiefs are the one of the four teams in the division that did not improve uh, so far, anyway, um, have not improved. We've got the draft to go and uh, other roster moves that will be made. But you're right. The, the, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos all made additions that you know, that screamed, we're, we're coming after you, Kansas City, and the Chiefs, uh, you know, lose their top wide receiver, likely their, you know, their, their best def- their defensive leader. And, um, and, and we look at this as a, as a longer term thing. Listen, I remember, I remember when the Patriots won three of those four Super Bowls at the beginning of Tom Brady's career, and then they didn't win another Super Bowl for nine years. They stayed competitive. They, they kept winning divisions and going to the playoffs, but they didn't win Super Bowls. And then toward the end of Brady's stint in, in New England, they, they ended up winning more Super Bowls. I, I don't know if the Chiefs' Super Bowl window is closed for, for now. To me, if you're a playoff team, you've always got a chance to be a, a Super Bowl team. But, uh, but the team that they were in Patrick Mahomes' first four years as a starter is different now. It just is. Without Tyreek Hill, uh, it makes the Chiefs different. It, it, it removes an element that made them different. Um, we can talk about McCole Hardman's speed all we want. And he was drafted, you know, as we you recall, he was drafted maybe to be Tyreek Hill's replacement uh, almost immediately, given Tyreek Hill having the, the legal problems that he was having at the time. But uh, there, there is no Tyreek. There's no speed like that in the NFL. So, um, well, one thing I wanted to do before we wrap it up is, the, the guy, I, I did a, a little short little post on his Tyreek Hill's five most impactful moments as a member of the Chiefs. And of course, the, the, the reception of the Super Bowl, you know, Jet Chip Wasp is, the, is at the top of the list. But, you know, he made big time playoff catches against the Cleveland Browns when Chad Henney threw the short pass to clinch that game. And the, the Buffalo Bills uh, this year in the divisional round when he, turn that short pass into the long touchdown. I mean, that was just an amazing play. And, um, but it also occurs to me that he brought a, you know, a, almost a, a, a fun. He, he brought a sense of fun to the Chiefs on the field with his, um, his end zone celebrations and just the way he interacted with players. And I wanted to get you guys some of your favorite <laughs> moments from him that, that weren't necessarily touchdowns or big plays, but just, you know, Tyree Kill, the personality. Um, Vahe, what do you think about with, uh, uh, with Tyree Kill? Well, you're right. I, I think I described him. I don't remember how I phrased it, but I, I think he was, you know, really one of the most mesmerizing guys I've ever watched play, in, in part because you just had no idea what he was capable of at any given moment during the play, but then you also had no idea what he was capable of after the play. 
remember just early on how we'd always run like another 20 yards after the play was over, just, you know, kept going. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, and I'm kind of a prude on, on some of the, um, you know, traditional things. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I, I, like, I don't, I like, I like the guy who hands the ball to the ref. Right. But, but I, I could not wait to see Tyreek Hill celebrations every time, whether it was the, you know, the James Brown kind of, you know, faking the heart attack and falling over or whatever he was doing that one time or the taking the camera I love uh, the up camera. in the stands. Yeah. Go sit um, in the cameraman's seat. Right. And uh, yeah. Taking the cameraman's seats, <laughs> shoving them out of the way or whatever he did. And of course the cheerleader thing, which was absurd, but, but hilarious. <laughs> so all that stuff. I mean, I really, I, I can't think of a guy that uh, at least not very often that you just wanted to watch before, during and after the play more than Tyree Hill. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Vahe on all of the, everything that you said, you know, from the peace signs to cheerleading to dancing on the sidelines when the game is in doubt or excuse me, when the game is over. He, the, the character of, of Tyreek Hill will forever be remembered. But like as a sports journalist, for me, what I enjoyed about covering the guy is anytime you touch the ball, you found yourself holding your breath. It's like, what is this guy going to do? And, and we. Just recent memory. Go back to the 13-second game against the Bills. How he, you know, he almost single-handedly turned that game around. You know, in the fourth quarter, in the waning moments, the punt returned, the touchdown when it looked like seven Buffalo Bills missed him in the open field. This, this is the kind of electricity that he brought to Kansas City to the Chiefs' offense and also the Chiefs' history. You know, he he was something of a phenomenon before Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback. You know, he had two years, two seasons with Alex Smith as a starter and had some great moments with the Chiefs in his first two years. I, that game in Denver when he scored a touchdown with a punt return, a kickoff return, and a, I think as a receiver and became the first rookie to do that since Gale Sayers, I believe. And, and on one of those returns, remember he, you know, he, he and DeAnthony Thomas went into the end zone together with their hands, you know, holding hands basically like a high five. Um, it was hilarious. Well, you know, the uh, uh, you mentioned that, but how about him running down Daryl Williams a couple of years ago? That's unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Williams, it was a 91 yard touchdown run against the Vikings, and Daryl Williams gave, or uh, it was Damian Williams. Damian yeah, Williams, Williams, I'm sorry, gave him like a, about a 10 yard lead, and then Tyreek Hill just blew past a defender and beat Williams to the end zone. It was hilarious. Um, one of the more athletic plays uh, was his, his touchdown at the end of the first half at Dallas, a loss at Dallas. It was a Hail Mary situation, but the Chiefs went over just over the middle short. And Tyreek Hill found his way through the line of defense that was set up at about the 10-yard line and, and ended up scoring. And I think in that game as well, the Chiefs had the potato sack race end zone celebration. For, they did. Same for game. Yeah. 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 Wonder who so, thought of that. <laughs> just <a ton> of, <laughs> right. We used to go to practices um, and and see them rehearsing their touchdown <laughs> celebrations on uh, on on the Friday. So, yeah, look, he'll go down as one of the great Chiefs of all time. Right? When you're picking an all time Chiefs team, uh, who's the who's the second? You know who who you know, the I, I, would be the guy. I don't know. You know, Blair, it just occurs to me, and, and this may be um, 
maybe a little bit of overhype, but I, I, I keep looking at his numbers and also what he's done in the playoffs. And really, I think he's starting to stack, uh, stack a case for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If, if he has another three, four years of this ilk, and that's a question mark, right? I, and maybe it's a question the Chiefs feel like they've answered, but he has another three, four years. I, I think he's he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and at least at least in my my way of looking at it, the guy changes every game he's in, and you know the numbers add up to that, but also the eye test really adds up to that. I know the Dolphins are counting on that, um, and and <laughs> and I totally agree. I think he's on our Hall of Fame trajectory for sure. Um, He's already got a Super Bowl ring. He's been a difference maker in so many games. He's just a he's a unique talent, and he is no longer a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. So, all right, guys, uh, busy day for everybody. I really appreciate you taking the time and talking about this. And Herbie Tiope, Vaha Gregorian, uh, thanks a lot, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk Chiefs again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to producer Monty Davis, along with Jeff Rosen and Chris Fickett, who performed double podcast duty today. Tip of the cap to Vahir Gregorian and to Herbie T.O.B. Hey, today's morning sports edition was 56 pages. Just saying, you know how I enjoy that product, and I'm sure you would too. Go to the subscription tab on KansasCity.com for more information. We'll be back soon with another episode of Sportsbeat KC. Thanks for listening.